to the Thrill of Driving podcast on the Evo India channel. This week, I've got Atish Mishra with me. He's on at Watish. I'm Sirish Chandran. And we're going to be talking about motorsport, mm-hmm. uh, a very, very comfortable car, yeah. and some more motorsport. Yeah. A bike that you can take out of the uh, showroom floor and go straight to a race or a rally. Yeah. That's something that's never been done in India before. Uh, a proper off-road rally-ready kit that you can get for a motorcycle. And we'll come to that. You already probably know what I'm talking about. But first, let's talk about the car. Yeah, so last week, I drove a very, very, very comfortable car. Oh. Not just a car, an MPV. Mm-hmm. It's the Toyota Welfire. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk around it. Yes. When it's coming, when will it be coming, blah, 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 blah. So it's finally coming. March 26th, that's when they're going to launch it. What's your expected price? Uh, it would be really expensive. So, 80 to 85 lakhs wow. ex showroom. That's straight into Mercedes Benz V Plus Right at it. Yeah. Right at it. Uh, it's going to be a CPU. So, mm-hmm. it's going to have extra road tax also on it. So, you're looking at a 1 crore rupee Toyota, wow. which is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But considering what the Welfire offers, that what is something else. What does it offer? It offers the best, the most comfortable. Middle row in any automobile. That's saying something. It, it really is. So <laughs> really I keep something. saying that the Innova Krista is the best way to travel the country if you have to be driven around it. Yes. This takes it and amps it up by 10. So it's the Innova bar. My bar. Everything. <laughs> it is the mother of all Innovas. Right. It is so comfortable. Now, if you've experienced a really, really expensive lazy car, you'll know sort of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. These seats are wide. They are comfortable, yeah. they are soft without being too soft that will hurt your back. Okay. They recline and they recline, recline, look tan. So I was doing this link to the uh, camera for the video, uh, which is by the way on the Evo India channel. So go check it out. And I wanted to do some little overacting and you know, talking about why the seat reclines. And it kept reclining, reclining and it was reclining so much that uh, I ran out of things to say. <laughs> if Sirius ran out of things to say, it means it really, really reclines a lot. Huh? Yeah, so <laughs> it just goes on reclining and then after that, then you uh, pull out the Ottomans, yeah. so the leg rest, and you extend that also. And then you've got a near 180 seat. So you can practically lie down in your welfare. You can go to sleep in your welfare. No. You can like sleep the night in your welfare. You can live in your welfare. It doesn't have a kitchenette and all of that. It doesn't have a toilet. It doesn't have a toilet also, <laughs> but you can live in your yeah. welfare. Okay, but like, okay, fine. The seats are one function of the comfort of the second row. Uh, talk to us about stuff like the NVH or the ride quality. So, uh, NVH, now the Welfare is not a diesel. Okay. In fact, Toyota said that they didn't even consider bringing a diesel because they want to focus on hybrids. So, this has got a 2.5 liter petrol engine, a 4 cylinder petrol engine, make it to a hybrid part train. Okay. It's, it's, similar, a, it's similar to what the Camry Like is. the Camry, yeah. exactly like the Camry. It's got an electric motor up front on the front axle and a smaller electric motor on the rear axle. Okay. So, technically, this is all wheel drive, but it's not all wheel drive to go off roading or anything like that. Not even to give you Evo or GTR like honoring a yeah, obviously. I mean, this is a comfortable car. Yeah. It, uh, the total system output is 194 bhp. The petrol engine makes around 113 bhp and the rest is delivered by the hybrid powertrain okay. when the batteries are used up, obviously. Uh, you start off in pure electric mode, mm-hmm. like in a Camry hybrid that yeah. we drove recently. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be like a really light foot, mm-hmm. otherwise the petrol engine kicks in quite, because this is 2.2 tons. Yeah. So it is considerably heavier than the Camry hybrid. Um, but considering all Toyotas and all the hybrid Toyotas that we've gotten used to, the silence, the refinement is something else. So you can barely make out that the petrol engine has kicked in. In fact, you've got to keep an eye out on that hybrid monitor yeah, no to know when the yeah. uh, petrol engine kicks in. Uh, it's really silent. 
So you take off on electric, then the petrol engine kicks in. And even when you're accelerating like at a normal shant pace, you can barely hear it. So the refinement is something else. Plus it's got these acoustic glasses. Okay. So the windows, now they slide with this really high quality slide. Yeah. So it slides, it goes yeah. and yeah. it like basically sucks the air out like yeah. and then it's silence. Yeah. It's everything is cut out. So it's a proper high-end cab. It is yeah. a super high-end cabin in terms of the build quality, fantastic build quality. Uh, everything feels like premium. It doesn't feel like cheap plastics. Uh, the seats, now they recline, they slide on rails. That sliding is manual. The rest of it is all electric. So it's got, uh, on the left side, it's got all the uh, controls on the armrest. Similarly for the right side, it's got on the right armrest, the controls for the sliding, the, the recline, the ottomans, and also it's got seat coders and wards. Hard buttons, or touch screen or? No, it's got hard buttons. It's not got touch screens or anything like that. So it's got hard buttons. It's got heated and cooled seats, but it does not have massagers. Okay. So that I think is a miss because like in a S-Class or in a 7 Series or an A, those massagers are something else. Yeah, you get foot massagers. Yes, A, you get foot massagers. And that when I was driving the A8 recently, or actually when I was being driven around in the A8, because we got into that infamous Delhi traffic. I won't talk about where that was, but you all know where it is. So then I gave it to the driver and I was sitting at the back. And I was trying to figure out where the hell does these the foot massages work and then I realized I was wearing my shoes <laughs> and I was like trying to figure out like how it can't be that complicated and yeah. how these menu systems are actually quite intuitive yeah. and like what's going on and then I finally realized and I kicked off my shoes yeah. and then I experienced those foot massages. So you, yeah, so you need to experience. Really? Yeah. So in your story, yeah. Adish is doing a story for the March issue of Evo or so like the A8, the opening line should be you, the best way to experience the A8 is without your shoes. Yeah, that's a good line. Or, or kick off your shoes to experience the A8. Because that is what's unique on the A8. It is. Uh, apart from that, it's the same S-Class, 7 Series formula and all of that and blah blah blah. No diesel engine again. Yeah, matrix reading lights, that's quite cool. Okay, matrix reading lights. <laughs> so, another plus point. But otherwise, this is the only car, the A8, that has got foot massages. So anyway, we are digressing. Uh, we tend to digress a lot on this podcast. But that was the A8. Uh, we've also got a review of it up on our website and uh, you should check out the next issue of the Mangri for it. Coming to the Wellfire, yes. the middle row. Did I tell you how great it was? You did, you did a lot yeah. actually. <laughs> and, but tell me about the driving. I mean, I don't with a lot of owners drive the Wellfire. So let's be honest about it. Okay, We had 45 minutes with a static Wellfire mm. and half an hour with a moving Wellfire. So very little time. Yeah. So yes. next time we complained that I couldn't deliver the video because we didn't have time and we were only shooting for 12 and a half hours. Unnecessary okay. jams. Right? Right? One hour, 45 minutes. Still, two hours we had with a Wellfire. A black Wellfire at 2.30 in the afternoon. So you have 20 years of experience. Yeah, we can't I'm old and slow, man. Oh, yeah, you are young and fast. <laughs> I'm old, man. I'm over the hill. Uh, all these new guys say that these are all dinosaurs. So I'm part of the dinosaur clan. So anyway, we did a video. We did a shoot. The story is up on our website. EvoIndia.com. Check it out. Uh, you should also watch the video. Second plug? Yeah, second plug for the video. Okay, so watch the video on the Evo India channel. Uh, we drove it for, like I said, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, no, half an hour. I'm sorry. Uh, it was at the Toyota plant mm -hmm. at the factory in Bangalore, in Bidhi, which is outside uh, Bangalore. Yeah. Uh, the track, we had strict instructions. Uh, 60 kilometers per hour top speed if you're alone on the track. And 30 kilometers per hour top speed if you have a tracking vehicle in front of you. And for good measure, there was a guy sitting in the back 
who said safety, I think 
that's quite a cool name. <laughs> in Asia, so some markets, the Belfar is also called the Alfar. Yeah. Uh, Alfar again takes its name from Alpha, which is the brightest star in some constellation or in the universe or whatever. So Alpha sounds really But Toyota wanted to bring Alpha to India. Yeah. And somebody in India has actually registered the Alpha name in the same genre. Yeah, I wonder who that is. I genuinely wonder yeah. who that is. I also don't know because the Toyota guys are too polite to yeah. reveal that. But they said that they asked politely if they could take the name and they said no. Clearly done it to Umli Maru. I don't know if Umli Maru it or somebody else has an Alpha somewhere. I have no clue, man. But somebody's got Alpha registered in India. So that's why Toyota had to get the Welfare. The Alpha vis-a-vis the Welfare is the same thing. The Alpha has got waterfalls of chrome. (laughs) The Welfare has got horizontal slabs of chrome. Both look utterly mad. In fact, the Welfare in the center, the Toyota logo, which is uh, blue, uh, got that blue U behind it to signify it's a hybrid. That is on a raised uh, block of chrome, which to say it's sort of like a samurai's crown. Okay. So, well, that's uh, overdoing it. I was listening to to the presentation. Mm -hmm. See, good point. I made a note of it also. So, you mentioned in your story also. Yeah, I mentioned in the story also. So, the Welfare, it also has electric sliding doors. Mm -hmm. Which okay. the carnival has. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the carnival actually, come to think of it, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Less than half the price. Oh, less than half the effective price. Less than half, less than half of, more than less than half. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is significantly less. 35 lakhs for the top spec. Yeah. 24 yeah. lakhs for the starting. Yeah. Which is damn good. So yeah. why is Kia amongst the top five car makers? Precisely for this reason. Yeah. Great cars, yeah. uh, very well priced, yeah. and also identifying these niches. Yeah. Because if you actually think of it, up until now, mm. if you had an Innova, mm. what would you upgrade to? Nothing. So Another Innova. So yeah. you would uh, buy a white Innova, <laughs> then you'd say, okay, enough of the white Innova. You buy a black Innova, yeah. then you'd say, enough of that, buy a red no, Innova. Touring sport. Yeah. yeah, so a red touring sport. Yeah. But from an Innova, you could only upgrade to an Innova. Yeah. Now you have rivals. So you have the Marazzo, which is one step down in terms of price. Yeah. You have the Carnival, which is one step up in price. Yeah. You have the V-Class, which are four, five, six steps up in price. And now the uh, Benfire. Yeah. yeah, and now the Benfire. Yeah. And that is Toyota trying to keep all these Innova customers within. still within their fold. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, they can succeed. Because I tell you what, everybody who owns an Innova, they love it. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why they keep upgrading to another Innova. Because nothing does the job like an Innova. Comfort, space, versatility. You can really Reliability. keep driving it, driving it, driving it. There's no rattle. Yeah. You sit in a taxi that has done one and a half lakh kilometers. Mm. And it feels like it's done, say, 5,000 kilometers. The taxi we rented. For the for our Camry shoot, there was an old Innova, two lakh kilometers on the clock. Uh, unbelievably good. Un- unbelievable. That's right. one of the first Innovas, you know, that first generation yeah. with the round ear lamps. You still see qualices on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and those qualices, they don't look like pieces of junk. They're still running. Yeah. Yeah. These, these Toyotas, they just last and last. And that's the reason why I guess Toyotas sell in the so, country. Yeah, so they're, they're onto something. Yeah, Belfire, so 26th of March, expected price 80 to 85 lakh rupees. Mm. So, expensive Toyota, but I think Toyota are on to something. Okay, now let's move on. A lot of Belfire talk. Let's move on to motorsport. There's been a really big development for Indian motorsport specifically. Jehan Darwala, uh, who was racing in F3 last season, has now signed for the Red Bull Junior program. So, Red Bull has got him on board. 
he's part of the junior program. And now this is a program that the likes of Vettel, Ricciardo, Max Verstappen, uh, Alex Albon have all come through to join Formula One. So this is big, big news. This is huge. World. So uh, we've been talking about where's the next Indian driver uh, going to come yeah. in Formula One. Yeah. Uh, we've had Narendra Kartik and we've had Karun Chandok, and from then on, it's just been a drought. Mm-hmm. Today, we have Jayan Dorowala and the other two Mindy brothers. Yeah. Jayan has made a huge, huge step towards his dream of becoming a Formula 1 driver. Yes. And he's made no bones about his fact that he wants to get into Formula 1. Yeah. He's determined. He's been putting in the hard work. He's got talent. Yes. Uh, he's winning races. He's winning, you know, being up there in terms of championships. He's and proper he's international championships. Yeah. He's parked himself in the UK. Yeah. He works on the sim. He works on mental conditioning. In fact, he, he was one of the first people that I've heard of this whole mental conditioning uh, trend of. Uh, and he's got the backing. Yeah. Uh, his family, his whole support system is fully geared towards making sure his dream of becoming a Formula 1 driver, it comes true. And this whole program, the Red Bull Junior program, is the way to get into it. Uh, Red Bull, obviously, they have their two, uh, four seats. Yeah. One of four seats he could, so, so Alpha Tauri, which was formerly Toro Rosso, and Red Bull Racing. Yeah. Uh, they've put him in the Carlin team in FIF2, yeah. which is a support series for Formula 1. Yeah. Uh, the first race is in Bahrain, yeah. Yeah, which is a support it's race for Formula 1. Yeah, so, much. you win a F2 race yeah. and you're winning in front of Formula 1 bosses. Right. So, okay, if you screw that up, then you're screwing it up in front of Formula 1 bosses. But if you win there, these guys are noticing you. Yeah. Plus, India, the second largest population in the world, we need to have a Formula 1 driver. Yeah. And... Brands need to have a Formula 1 driver from India because everybody wants to sell in India, right? We've got huge potential. Yeah. We've got that huge spending power. Everybody wants to sell, whether it is uh, you know, bottles of water or energy stakes or whatever. Yeah. Everybody wants to sell in India, right? So if you have an Indian Formula 1 driver, in terms of marketing, mm-hmm. it is next level. Huge potential. Huge potential. So, Jian, all the best from our side. We wish you really the best and we hope you get there. We hope your dream of becoming a Formula 1 driver really comes true. Um, it looks like we might have a Formula 1 driver way before Formula 1 comes to India. <laughs> because uh, if you've been listening to the news, yeah. well, there's talk of the BIC being seized by the banks uh, or the debtors. So uh, I believe some events are still happening. But uh, no, no new, yeah, but no new bookings are being taken. Oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah, so one gate has been shut, the other gates are open. Yeah, it's a pity. Yeah, it's a really uh, honestly, the BIC is the best track that we have. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like the BIC in the country, and for such a huge country, such a huge population, we've got only three tracks. Yeah, yeah, and to have the best track, the Formula One track, to be shut is such a shame. Such yeah. a shame. Yeah. I just hope. Either the JP guys can continue with the track or otherwise a consortium of enthusiastic over the track. And we have the potential, man. Come on, come on. I mean, it's expensive. It's so it's sad. Yeah, it is expensive, yeah. but come on, man. It needs more than... We drive out car parts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's on motorsport. Yeah. And Another uh, interesting develop, development, uh, Formula 1 testing has been happening. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest, I think the biggest talk from Formula 1 testing this year is uh, Mercedes-Benz's DAS, the dual access steering system. So, if you watch those videos, and those videos are there online and on yeah. Twitter and everywhere. So, Hamilton is accelerating down the straight, yes. and the steering wheel comes towards him. He pulls it. Uh, 
Does he pull it or does I think he, he pulls it because it's part of the steering function. That's, that's the loophole. I think, I, think I think it's coming on its own. Uh, so we should read about it. Sure. But then the steering comes towards Wait, it. Actually, you can't tell because I mean, you can't tell. Really okay. how it's working. And uh, I know Hamilton is super fit, but uh, pulling a steering wheel towards yourself is uh, no in terrible Hulk types. Yeah, but I'm sure they've engineered it in a way to make it possible. Maybe. So anyway, the steering comes towards him, yes. and apparently that changes the tone of the front wheels. Right. So they say that in the corners, mm-hmm. it has got more toe out. Mm-hmm. So that scrubs the tires in and gets more heat into it. Mm-hmm. But on the straight, yeah. you don't want the tires to be no out. You want it to yeah. be straight yeah. so that it doesn't get uh, worn out unevenly. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, like this, yeah. not camber, it's a toe. Yeah. So on the straight, it's straight yeah. so that uh, you, you don't, don't get un- yeah, you don't get unnecessary wear. So it works both on the streets as well as and in the corners. Go, and he pushes it back in. Yeah, it goes back and in. And then it goes yes. back in, you know. Yeah. And then he turns the car in. So that's obviously giving him more grip. So they say that this will really help in qualifying yeah. to get heat into the tyres yeah. immediately. But well, it's crazy, yeah. In the race, I mean, in the middle of the race, he's going to be constantly pulling this forth in and out the streets, which is going to be... But whatever, see, Hamilton, he's got the brain, he's got the computing power to be able to do and that lap after lap. And that's what he's but saying. the thing to really think about is the level of Formula 1 engineering, the ingenuity of these guys. And the ingenuity of Mercedes, they're already at the top. And they're the guys who are pushing innovations. You know? yes, and it's the last season of running these cars, of running these platforms. Yeah. And still, they're investing, they're pushing technology, where the other guys should be. That's what Ricciardo said, actually. That we, as in Renault and Ferrari, are the guys who should be pushing Mercedes yeah. by innovating. Yeah. It's Mercedes who are doing the innovation. Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. And Ferrari said that they will take six months to be able to engineer that into their car. Yeah. So for six months, Mercedes have the feel to themselves. Yeah. This is exactly what Braun did yeah. with the blown diffuser. Yeah. Uh, they got the blown diffuser. Uh, they were like completely cash strapped team, full Kalka team, but they had the blown diffuser and boom, they were winning races and they won the championship that year. The driver said. The driver said, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is what they did. Uh, Red Bull did that. So yeah. now Mercedes. And that's the level of technical innovation. In a way, I'm a little sad because I don't want this to be a whitewash again. I have to winning everything. But it's it's cool. They it's, deserve to win. Yeah, let's put it that way. They deserve yeah, to win. Though I really would like to see Ferrari come back on top. Yeah. And if Alpha Tauri can do something, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. yeah I great. like the livery of Alpha Tauri. Uh, I like uh, Honda's commitment. Yeah. They were with McLaren. They had such shit luck over there. The shit reliability. Yeah. That uh, series on Netflix. Yeah. They were able to put them in very bad in the series and I don't wish. Yeah, the Formula One series, yeah. the new series on Drive uh, to Survive. Drive to Survive. Yeah. But I really hope Formula Honda can really also get up there. Yeah. Uh, I've got a soft corner for them, so let's see. Sure. Fair enough. So that was from Formula One testing. What else do we have? Also, let's talk about continuing with motorsport. Mm. We also had the Expulse rally kit. So yeah. Abhishek, our specs guy, he went there to ride the Expulse rally kit. Yes. Uh, he said what, 35,000 or 38,000? Something around that. Much. Yeah, around that much for the full rally kit. So from select hero dealers, you can go and you can buy the full rally kit. That includes what all? So you get new off-road tires. You get long travel suspension, you get handlebar risers so you can stand up and on the motorcycle, you get new foot pegs, and you get a flat seat, a rally seat, to make it easier to slide around, up and down, change your uh, body weight on the bike. So these are Max's uh, off road tires, those knobby tires, which you can't really use on the road because the knobs will fly off in time. The the whole bike, by the way, has been homologated. Yeah, so it's homologated homologated by the FMSI. Also, you can actually. 
put it all on yeah. and just go straight for a desert storm well, or, think so, or so something. Yeah, they are homologated in the sense that you can just buy it, slap it onto your bike and it should be It is road legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's completely road legal. Exactly. It's just these knobby tires, uh, it's not cheap tires. Yeah. So yeah. You don't want to ruin them yeah. when you're riding on the road on time. Right, but then when you're doing uh, rallies, you have long years on stages on. on uh, so, on rallies, yeah. you can put your bike onto your service truck and not run the yeah. liaison stages, which is a good thing because uh, no, simply the bikers just tire themselves out. So on but you still see all the bikers riding it. But on the Dakar, there's no such thing. Oh. On the Dakar, you have to ride. But in India, like Desert Storm, yeah. on the liaison stages, you can, in fact, that was the year, uh, three years ago when I did the Desert Storm. Mm. So after the last stage, Santosh had put his bike on the uh, truck mm. and that truck broke down. Oh shit. And that's why he didn't win the rally that year. Because the uh, <laughs> bike didn't reach the, the finish in time. That's damn sad. He should have been in the truck. Yeah. I got a bike off and ridden it. He, no, he was in the... Because the truck is not that comfortable. Right. Right? So he was in... A hero works rider. So uh, <laughs> if I was a works rider, I wouldn't be sitting in a truck. Man. Yeah. I would want a Bellfire. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy boys. Yeah. So, the hero, great move. They also showed a 300cc bike. Did it, so yeah. That is going to be the next step up. So they call this the plug between the X-Pulse and the 450 Rally. The Dakar yeah. bike. Yeah. So this is somewhere bridging that gap, making it. Yeah. So they point. said one and a half years. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they said one and a half years. So knowing Hero will be probably in three and a half years, considering how long the X-Pulse took. Yeah. So Malo, if you're listening to us, uh, don't come at us with a hammer. But please, one and a half years means one and a half years. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. this is a great move to have these rally spec bikes. I think the Xbox cops are doing very well. Yes. It is the Indian motorcycle of the year. Abhishek yeah, was very and impressed with that rally killer. Yes. He said he wants to buy first bike. Did he say that? But I heard from somebody else that he wants to sell the Xbox, so I don't know what he's doing. But let's see. <laughs> yeah. Also, you don't get the acropovic exhaust with this. Yes. Because acropovic, yeah, acropovic probably costs as much as the Xbox itself. Yeah. So you probably need to go to Shakil Bai to make another exhaust for yourself. But also if you add the exhaust, uh, it, it's not really good anymore. Yeah, so, that's true. So, yeah. uh, if you want to keep your bike cool, if you don't, don't put an exhaust, keep it strong. Yeah. So, that's on the X-Pulse and uh, what yeah. else? That's okay. more or less what we wanted to talk about for motorsport, except for the fact that Boss, you know, went racing. Yeah, and I got my ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> so, you so, guys polo, the, the final yeah. Amio, sorry, not the Polo Cup, the Amio yeah, Cup, yeah. the so, send-off race for the Amios. So it all started off with uh, the MR players calling me and saying, would you like to come for the race? And I was like, oh, weekend on Chennai. And then I saw a press release where, where, <laughs> they, said that, <laughs> where uh, they said that the Amio, the, they were going to have a send-off race. So I called up Sirish Visa, who you listen to on this very yes. podcast. One more uh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Volkswagen Motorsport head and said that listen guys you have a car give me a car and let me off the race so yeah. I said come over so that's what that was it and I landed up in Chennai on uh, Thursday yeah. and they said you have to go for a seat fitting and I was like yeah any of what seat fitting yeah. turns out that also entered me in the 1600s in the single seaters so I was uh, in this shape I'm in the worst physical shape of my life it's been years since I actually ran it. and in that shape they were going to make me do two Emeo races and three single-seater races. And single-seater, I have not raced in my life. Okay. I did the Fisneys. That was maybe 15 years ago. I did a JK Junior Cup. You did a whole full... Season. I did one race. Okay. Where uh, I spun. I got hit from behind. And I still won something. Oh. Because I got a check of some 5,000 bucks. So I don't know Media what the No, no, no. Regular, <laughs> regular. Huh. But anyway, so I've technically I've never raced a single-seater. You broke so, the Formula E car. 
I driven, but I never lost it. I don't think you can't see this here, but he's gonna no nose cone. The, yeah, the nose cone. Yeah, I, I didn't knock off the nose cone. Yeah. So let's put it that. Yeah. So a single seater. Now, when you're driving it or when you're testing it, you're just driving it to your ability, no. right? Comfortable limits. And when you drive it like that, a single seater doesn't have to work because you have to make the wings work for you. You've got to make the tires work for you. You've got to push the car, and once you start pushing the car, only then does it respond. And to push the car, you need strength in your arms. Uh, you need uh, physical fitness because so then you don't think about yourself, but you think about what you're going to be doing with the car. And I was shattered, man. Uh, it's got no power steering, no power uh, brakes, uh, manual gearbox, a sequential manual gearbox. You are in this now. I'm not exactly thin, yeah. right? And you are stuck in this tub. Yeah. So you like this. So no you don't even have space yeah. to really use your arms. Uh, the first practice session, actually in qualifying, I did not qualify. <laughs> in the first practice yeah. session, I was 25 seconds slower than uh, Raymond Banaji, okay. who was also struggling because he had also not raced in years. <laughs> but he was I, I did not qualify, and I was like, "Yeah!" Just if you don't understand why there's a 115 percent, 115 percent, yeah. So if you're 115 percent slower than the pole position guy. You don't qualify. You're yeah, technically not allowed to race. So I was two seconds off that cutoff, yeah. and I was like, "Super!" So I don't have to do this. I can just drive the videos and focus on that. But then the guys came and said, "No, no, no! Now we've entered. You have to race." Yeah. And the stewards then called me into the room yeah. and said, "Listen, your dog's slow. So after four laps, you come in before you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't block the rest of the guys." So okay, I said, yeah. "Okay, yes, stewards. I'll do only four laps." And I was like, "Okay, thank God, because I wouldn't last physically for more than four laps." Sure. My first race out. Uh, so every session I went out, I knocked five seconds off my time. That's impressive. Yeah, every second, every session, five seconds, five seconds, five seconds. Uh, the first so in four sessions were you at your speed? So <laughs> at the end, I was one and a half seconds slower than Rayo. Okay, that's not bad. From twenty twenty-five seconds yeah. to one and a half seconds. So for me, it was target achieved. Uh, I was not. I didn't go, come back with a dozen eggs on my face. Only two eggs on my face. But not too bad. Uh, so the first race, uh, I did five laps. I didn't see anybody behind in my mirrors, but then I thought, okay, I should pull it. Otherwise, the stewards aren't. <laughs> they would come at me with a danda. Uh, the second race, before we went into the Sunday for the two races, I sat down with Kartik Karani, who's done a lot of uh, Volkswagen uh, racing with the Polo Cup and all of that, and also the 1600. He spent an hour with me, telling me what to do. So he told me what to do in C1. Now for C1, the first corner. I was breaking. He said, "No, no, you don't have to break." He said, "Just trust the car. Just put it in. It will slide. You have to hold it." It's a little bumpy. C1, well. C1 is bumpy, yeah. but he said that's the way to drive it. Yeah. So he said, "Okay, just lift." Okay, uh, the top runners they don't lift completely. They lift maybe forty-five, fifty percent, and then they go back on the gas. He said, "Okay, you give it a full lift, mm-hmm. but don't touch the brakes." Yeah. Uh, he told me how to tackle the C4. He said, "There, you chuck it in, and then you get the car to steer." So, which one? Uh, after oh, the short straight, the left one. Yeah, the left. So they said that uh, you got to make the car work for you, which means you have to get on the gas to get the tail to come out. Right. So you straighten the car, and that's how you get more corner speed. Uh, so back D. Uh, he told me the proper line to take through it, and he told me how to push and get the car to work. Then Jay Anand, he's the guy who has made these cars of Jay Motorsport. He sat with me and he explained how the car works, right. how the wings work, how do we load the suspension, how do we make the tires work. He looked at my tires and he said, "These are your race tires, which you use for the race." And I was like, "Yeah." He said, "This is not being used at all. 
These are like brand new tires. In fact, he told the mechanic said, listen, when he goes for the next race, don't put him on fresh tires. Because he won't use those tires at all. So just let him go out on these little old tires. So he told me technically how the car works okay. and how to make it work for you. Right. And that's when I started pushing. So my last race, so the last two races, mm. I did the full race. Okay. Yeah. You did, and you did your lap. I did not get lapped. There was nobody in my mirrors. The second last race, uh, there was also a safety car period. Mm. So that's how the field punched up. But the last race, there was no safety car. There was no nothing. Mm. I did not get lapped. I was one and a half seconds uh, off uh, Rayo's lap pace. Okay. Uh, and I felt G-forces like I've never experienced in my life. Yeah. The last two laps around the back deep, my head was hanging like that and I was trying to look out through the bottom of my <laughs> eyes because I just could not hold my head up. I, I just couldn't do it. Now, now you I know was, why all those guys go those neck stretching exercises. Yeah, I was physically shattered. Yeah. And after that, I jumped into the Emio Cup car. And after the single seaters, the Emio Cup, that felt like a Rolls Royce. Felt like a Belfire. It uh, felt like a Belfire, yeah. It was so comfortable, <laughs> plus the seats, they've got that uh, extension, so you can rest your head on it. It's got power steering, it's yeah. got an automatic gearbox, that sequential box, but uh, automatically controlled with paddles. Oh, it was a big dream. <laughs> um, my <laughs> left the suspension was, also felt so nice and soft. No, the suspension is stiff, so it does. Really, uh, yeah, it is still stiff, because all race cars are stiff. So that stiffness okay. runs uniformly across race cars. But here there is space to move around. Uh, my left arm was almost locked. Because you're holding the single seater with your left arm, mm. with your right, you're shifting gears. Yeah. And the shift means like you, you have to give it a go to get it to shift. Yeah. It was physically exhausting, but it was also very rewarding. You know, yeah. to drive those single seaters. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to have fun, if you want to really experience can you just, a uh, car that is raw. Can you just buy a seat and drive one of those? Cars? You can, you can. Yeah. yeah. So, Farad Bhatena, who runs the single seaters, the 1600 for MRF, yeah. you just get in touch with him and first do a test. So everybody said that you're mad to drive the single seater because you need to do 100 laps in it and then get into a race. Okay. But anyway, so I had an accelerated learning curve. Uh, I This year, one so of all your 20 years of driving cars like channeled into one day of driving. Well, I was just trying to stay alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Kartik said that, listen, bugger, spin. I was like, uh, spin? Yeah, because then you will know where the limit is. And he's telling me that in his first year I spun so many times at C1 and all that. And I'm like, listen, no, I'm too old to be getting my <laughs> getting hurt and injuring myself. I'm not doing all that. So I did not spin. I had a couple of big slides and everything, but at least I caught it. So, but now my aim is to not spin, but go out on a test with the car. And actually then really push the car to see where I can get it to. And uh, no, where I can push myself to in that car. And a single seater. That's the car to drive if you want to experience something that is raw, unadulterated. There is no, you know, uh, there's nothing really that is corrupting the driving experience. It is a pure driving experience. And really, uh, my recommendation to you, if you are a driving enthusiast, go out and do a, a single-seater race, do a championship. It will make you such a better driver. And plus, when you go out onto a racetrack, all your road rage comes out over there. So on the road, if somebody cuts you up, you're like, ja bhai. <laughs> yeah. No tension. I see on the racetrack, we see that. Yeah. I was one and a half seconds behind Rayo. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I talk about Rayo is because yeah. when I started off covering motorsport, yeah. his yellow helmet was sticking out of the top of a yeah. Fismi car. Yeah. He was there right from the start. Yeah. Him and his yellow helmet. <laughs> he was like a constant. Yeah. So if you see Rayo means, uh, okay, he's the bop. So yeah. if you're somewhere close to him, he's like, okay, I'm not that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was my racing. Uh, I'll be doing a story for Motorsport India magazine. We didn't do any films around it. Uh, in fact, I asked for my GoPro footage, but I don't know where I saved it. So that's also gone. 
But uh, that was the racing. Uh, thanks to MRF. Thanks to Volkswagen for getting me into their race cars. Uh, target for this year to do a test in a single seater, yeah. learn how to drive it faster, uh, and to do a race in the Polar Cup. Hopefully, that Polar Cup will not have all the King Kongs in it. So I'll be able to get somewhere up front. This Enio Cup, I'm an idiot also, no, I am. I went and raced against all the past Polo Cup and Enio Cup and Mento Cup champions. Yeah. All the top guys. All the top guys. Yeah. So in the first outing, I was second last. Huh. Second outing, I had an electrical issue, so I could not finish. Uh, same problem in qualifying, so I could not qualify. And the last race, I started on the second last row of the grid. The grid had 28 cars. All top guys. <laughs> uh, so that was a mix of Emeos. Oh, yeah, saloon also, right? It was a saloon super yeah. race. Emeos, yeah. uh, single seat, uh, not single seaters, Emeos, the ITC, yeah. the IJTC, all of it. Yeah. I was in the second last row. <laughs> I was so far back yeah. that I could not see the start light. Yeah, we start behind the corner. Behind the corner. Yeah. So there was another red light in front. They said, okay, look at that. That's fine. <laughs> you launch. And then you could get off the gas because you turn for the corner. Yeah. And I had a lot of slow cars in front of me. So that first half of the race overtaking those cars, that was awesome fun. Huh. But in the second half of the race, it was boring yeah. because I was on my own. So, But it was super fun. So thanks to MRF, thanks to Volkswagen. And thanks to you for listening to us. I think this podcast yeah. has gone on for, as usual, very long. Very long. <laughs> yeah. So if you like what you've been listening to and what you've been watching, do give us a shout out. Uh, let us know what we should be talking about uh, on our next podcast. We'll try and get some interesting guests mm-hmm. out here in the hot seat. And uh, yeah, that's it for us from the Thrill of Driving podcast. Signing out. Have a great week ahead. Uh, wear your seatbelt, wear your helmet, and uh, just calm down the road. If you want to. Imagine you're in a welfare. Imagine you're in a welfare. Just chill, relax. You're not going to get anywhere any later. Let the guy go. Relax. If you want to take out any anger, head to a racetrack. And that's the place where you should let trip. And you too, I'm very, I'm not a bit of You send me to the next test. Boss, you can <laughs> go on your own, man. The, the bike races, they cost next to nothing. That's true. Really, the cost is unbelievable. I think it's like some... Well, you know, ask what's there. It's okay. So you know where you stand, right? Yeah. But for, I think 5,000 bucks, you can do an entire weekend in that TVS, one big series, which is phenomenal value for money. So you guys, you should check that out. Yeah. And that's it from us.